Welcome to The Courage Effect. I'm Suzanne Weller, and this is a show about growth and unleashing what's possible. You will hear inspiring stories about what courage looks like, how we navigate what's getting in our way, and the opportunities that surface when we choose courage over comfort. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. This is Suzanne. Thank you so much for joining us for listening live or streaming. This is The Courage Effect, where each week I talk with a guest about what they've learned through wrangling fear and risk, no matter how big or small the challenge. Our guest today is somebody that has inspired me personally, and I know that the same will be true for you after the 30 minutes we're going to be spending together. She is Ruby Love. Ruby Love is the principal of Love Resources Development Group. She is a transformational business leader, entrepreneur, and strategist advocating for socially responsible business and community organizations. Her career has afforded relationships that have brought millions of much needed philanthropic support to the arts, education, STEM, and social services communities. She enjoys advising emerging entrepreneurs to unlock the keys to building a better world with great technology, philanthropic advisory and fundraisers, while always positioning racial equity and social justice front and center. Her love of artists and live performance, jazz, a great book, golf, and her active family fill her days. Many of my loves too, Ruby, so we share a lot of those. Thank you for being here. Welcome to The Courage Effect. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. I invited you to be a guest on the show because you are somebody that in all of my experiences with you, you are this powerful combination of strength, courage, compassion, and joy. It really is this, I mean, I, I have this like gravitational pull towards spending time with you. And I'd love for you to start with giving us an idea of what courage means to you. Obviously, this is a show about courage, but what how does that show up for you on a daily basis? And what does that look like for you? Well, courage is something that I, I actually don't think about very often. But it when I do think about it, it is something that I feel that I practice in stepping out in faith. And just being confident that, it, that it's going to be okay. And, you know, sometimes that can put you in precarious situations, but we all have brains and we, you know, I practice using my brain, getting out of precarious situations and sometimes saying yes to situations that are questionable. And so, you know, that's when one is in fact practicing their faith and practicing their courage together. Yeah. Well, I love that you're talking about this combination of the faith, like sort of the gut and really that instinct, but also the emotions and the brain, <laughs> because that's obviously, um, that's a really powerful combo. So, and as somebody who you've obviously made quite a number of bold moves in your life, I'd, I'd love to hear a little bit of background about you and, you know, where, where might this courage have stemmed from? Well, I think, you know, our, my courage stemmed from my upbringing, um, from my parents. They uh, were both people who, because we are, you know, I'm, I'm Black, I'm African-American, coming from a Black family, I was raised in a state, Iowa, that has um, a limited number of Black people. And so there, you know, we lived a life of essentially taking risks and expressing our courage and 
that was something that, you know, was a big part of my family and how we were raised. My um, parents and their parents started small businesses in order to, you know, provide for family. And, you know, that means that you're relying on the outside world. You're relying on the public to purchase whatever your service or your product is. And so that was, you know, I think that has a big part of it. And the other piece of it is, you know, I was raised during uh, the civil rights movement and then went to college during the black power movement. And so those things were huge in shaping my life, shaping my values and making me into a person that really stepped out on faith and on courage and was willing to take risks. And so that's, that's really where it comes from. And even today, far beyond those years, I think that in my business practice, I also use those very same values and tenets um, to guide how I run my business and how I work with uh, the colleagues that are a part of my company. Yeah, that's beautiful. So I'd love to hear a little bit about what those tenants are. Can you share those with us? Well, sure. So I think the first one I always say is learning to take risks and learning to say yes. So now a lot of people have to practice saying no, but I really think that the, that the greater risk is the risk of saying yes. And so that's one of my, that's probably my foremost tenet. Um, and because when you take a risk, there's also the chance that you're going to fail. And so within that, you know, in terms of failure, you have the opportunity for learning to do different, to do better, or to choose a different option, which also, by the way, choosing a different option is saying yes. So <laughs> I think that's probably my, my first value or tenet is say yes. And I think also um, the other one is that people want to do good and people want to be good. And where, are, where am I in that, in my life and in my, my work practice? And so that's, you know, recognizing that, that as a personal value. And then I think also um, just uh, understanding that it can be debilitating, always knowing what lies ahead. Now, it, you know, that's not necessarily a tenet or a value, but it's just a mindset that I have is you are not always going to know what lies ahead. In fact, very seldom do we know what lies ahead. And so um, if you don't practice that saying yes, you don't practice um, being courageous, stepping out on faith, it can be debilitating to what your future can possibly be and the successes and the opportunities that will come to you. Yeah. What you said about people wanting to do good, that is, I mean, that sounds like a very core belief for you. And I would imagine too, because of the risk that you're talking about, the acceptable risk, there is that sort of unconditional positive regard <laughs> for other people, or there's that that positive intent. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that from you. Yeah, I, I guess I, so a lot of people talk about the golden rule. I don't do the golden rule. I do the platinum rule. <laughs> um, oh, talk about that. <laughs> so, 
So I want to treat people the way I want to be treated. And I want to, um, and how they want to be treated. So there's, there's how, you know, the golden rule is to do unto others as you would have them do unto you. But the platinum rule is treat people the way they want to be treated. And so the goodness comes out of people when you do that. That is, you know, and that's something that a lot of people don't, don't get. And in particular, I think in this day and age where we have the opportunities for exploration are so immense, so much more than they were when I was young and those that came, you know, my ancestors, those that came before me. Uh, and I think it's because technology has opened up the world. Travel has opened up the world. There's all of these things that have, that are in play that have opened up the possibilities in our world. And so when you think about treating people the way that they want to be treated, it's because they've experienced all these different things, and they choose the yeses that they want in their life. And so that's the, that's the people want to do good and people want to be good. I feel that that's where that comes from. The opportunities, I think, that um, come from really listening and caring about people's opinions and their thoughts and what direction they want their lives to go in and you being essentially coming alongside that is so important. And I think that's, you know, when you say you like to, you like to do things with me and you feel, um, you know, magnetic and energized with, when you're in co contact with me, it's because I'm practicing that with you, Suzanne. And it brings me joy when I see that you are joyful, you are feeling accomplished and um, that, you know, benefits me as well. It's such a positive, positive energy, right? I mean, the idea of really, I like the combo of risk, taking the risk, saying yes. And you said also making the choice. So that's one of the other things. How, how often are you seeing people not making that choice? Cause it's something you obviously proactively do, but is that something that you're seeing every day? Well, I think every day I see people not making choice and yeah. where it's most discouraging is when I see young people not not realizing that they have so many choices and that it's okay to choose a particular direction, even if it's the wrong direction at that moment, go down the path as far as you can. Practice that courage, practice your faith, whatever you, wherever you um, get it from. And um, it, it just opens up the world. It, and it opens up your opportunity to be exposed to amazing people and to amazing, I think, situations. So uh, yes, I see people not practicing, making those choices every day, being overly cautious um, at times where it's just not warranted. There Certainly there are times that, you know, we have to be exceedingly careful, but the majority of time, I think in our lives, in order for us to take advantage of the things that are before us, um, the opportunity is there take the choice, make the choice, make the choice and then take the choice. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Well, and it's, I also hear you talking about it being a practice. I mean, cur- you know, like couraging. I know Brene Brown really turns it, turned it into a verb, but the idea of, of starting to do it and, and building the muscle of courage. And I'd love to maybe hear more about how you encourage young people and people in general to maybe, you know, take the courageous path. So sound good? Sounds great. Thank you. Great. All right. This is The Courage Effect. This is Suzanne. We'll be back after a quick break. Job search doesn't have to be painful. Wouldn't it be great if you had someone to guide you through your job search or career exploration? Since 2013, Plum Coaching has provided job search, career coaching, resume, and LinkedIn profile expertise to clients around the world. Plum's coaches are former recruiters who have more than 15 years experience in every type of industry, including tech, real estate, construction, manufacturing, and nonprofit. Their coaches take what they know about hiring and put it in service to their clients. If job search is a challenge, or if you're exploring a new career direction, Plum is here to help. They'll work with you to turn what feels like a slog into an adventure. Visit PlumSeattle.com for details and information on their services. Maybe it's time for a partner like Plum. Giving local voices a chance to shine. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to The Courage Effect. This is Suzanne Weller, and with me today is Ruby Love. Ruby, I know we're having this conversation about the, you know, saying yes, the choice of saying yes and taking that more courageous path. Um, and being being challenged to do that sometimes, not just for ourselves, but encouraging others to do it as well. I'd love to hear from you. How do you encourage other people to maybe go down that more risky and courageous path? Well, you know, I'm sure there's some particular path that I explain to people in, in terms of doing that. But just to go back, where that came from in me was that my parents were activists. And so they were going against the grain. They were going against um, the societal norms of that time that were um, very much uh, racist and and white supremacist against our family, against the people that we know. And so I was, you know, in marches and in meetings and things as a child with my parents. And so I learned that that courage and that, no, we're going to push through. We're going to say, yes, we're going to go against the grain. Um, we're going to go down the less, the less traveled path. I learned that as a really young child. And so um, to, I, I continue that in my life. And I think that what I try to do is I try to share examples and stories with people about um, what it feels like to be in that space and actually it feels very good. It feels good to know that you are um, taking a chance, practicing your beliefs, um, discovering what is possible for you and whatever the situation that you're in. So those those are the kinds of things that I think I try to bring up 
and in particular with young people, because, you know, that's where, unfortunately, as adults, we ingrain fear in young people. <clears throat> and the opposite, obviously, of courage is fear. And so what I like to do is I like to, you know, begin the process of dismantling fear in people and helping them see what are their personal strengths so that they feel more able and confident to practice the courage that we're talking about. You know, that's why that's really why people don't practice courage is because they get settled in fear of unknown and undiscovered. So there's the unknown. There, I've got a lot of unknowns in my life, but I'm always wanting to discover. And so if you have that interest and commitment to discovery versus resting with unknown, it's so much easier to release the fear. Now, I'm not talking about fear of spiders, fear of snakes, fear of dogs. <laughs> I'm talking about, you know, fear when it comes to making the move, taking, you know, the, the next step in terms of your business life, your social life, um, your financial life, all of those things. Yeah. Well, and the story about you being with your parents, you know, on the picket lines and being like always pushing those boundaries is, is remarkable. And it's wonderful that you were raised in, in that situation where your parents were really training you to be courageous and to give you, to give you that more comfort level or to give you the comfort level of knowing that fears are okay, but what's possible when you actually push through them. I mean, I love when you say the undiscovered, you know, how do we actually move into that undiscovered? And you're right. We do, especially with kids, it is this whole ingraining fear because, you know, they always need to protect themselves from something. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And, and, and you also, I, I think about, you know, modeling courage for other people. That's a huge part of, it sounds like for you as a person, but also you as a business person. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, our work is in consulting. And so often the reason that we're called in is because the organization, the company has actually gotten stuck in a place of fear of the unknown. Well, we're not going to make this move because we don't know how our public will react. We don't know what our constituents will do. And um, so, you know, as a consultant, what we try and do is open the, open the door to discover here's what's possible with who you have on your team. Look at the expertise that you have available to you. How about using it in a more effective way, using it more efficiently, using it essentially to discover what your, you know, what your company or your organization service or product can become and can grow into. So um, that, and, and the leadership, of that organization is generally who gets stuck in that space first. And then it just quickly permeates into um, the rest of the organization. So um, I think that that understanding very clearly how much fear plays into our ability and our desire to practice the courage that we all have. It's just opening that door so that we can step out on faith. Yeah, I love that step out on faith. Well, and it's, it's also the power of acknowledging that we that we have fears. Oh, very much so. And, you know, the, the more you express what those are, the more it tends to dismantle them. Yeah. 
Well, and I'm curious, you're, the word unlearning is coming up for me because so much of this is unlearning the way that people have done things. And I'm sure that's quite a large part of what you're doing at Love Resource yeah. Development Group. Mm -hmm. It is. It is the unlearning. Um, you know, we do a lot of work in the uh, spaces of racial equity and social justice. And as you know, that is, you know, Suzanne, that is a part of um, white culture unlearning and essentially rejecting things that have been um, killing, essentially, and, and um, destructive and destroying to other populations. And the others are, you know, black, brown, indigenous um, populations around the world, not just in America. And so, um, yes, unlearning is a lifelong process. And it's something that uh, is what individuals must commit to, families must commit to, and, you know, groups of people, and then hopefully that, that grows into society. But yeah, the unlearning is enormous. And um, you're, while you're unlearning, you're learning at the same time. And so um, it's, it should be seen as a positive in one's life and not as a negative. And, you know, I have to go back to, you know, the unlearning piece, a lot of people are afraid to do it, fear, again, because they're afraid of stepping out on faith and afraid of essentially imparting that courage that's in you that my life is going to be different, but it is not going to be over as a result of my unlearning these practices. My life is going to be different, but it's not going to be over. That's such a powerful statement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, indifference is essential. I mean, and that's the thing, right? I mean, what's gotten us to this point is there's obviously some good and some bad to that. But in order for us to really get to where we want to get together, we have to we have to unlearn and to learn. It's that's and I I try really hard to do that. I try thinking, okay, what do I need to learn? But what are the things that maybe I need to I need uh -huh. to let go of? And that's right. really hard. And the older we get, the more set in our ways. Uh -huh. And you know, it's even hard to be self-reflective yeah. um, in terms of, you know, these things that we're talking about. And um, it is, it's a, you know, it's, I think as we mature, I think it's something that either gets left behind and people are not self-reflective and therefore they get stuck in their ways. And then some really want to discover as they mature and um, are willing to be self-reflective and look at themselves and critique where their life has taken them and there's still more time. And so where can we go? Where can I go in my future? Um, and that's, you know, I guess that's how I live my life. I know that there are things in my life that um, times when I said no to something and I, you know, I should have said yes. That the risk was not nearly as big as the opportunity. Um, and so I, I think most of the people who are listening to us can identify a time in their life also that that was probably the case so, yeah. at least one <laughs> at least one <laughs> yeah. well and reflection is key and i think that as you said it has to be something that we do very intentionally it's not just going to organically happen right it's something that we need to we need to be very intentional and and create time and space to be able to do mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. exactly yeah yeah 
So how how do you take care of yourself? I mean, you're obviously somebody that's dealing with a lot of a lot of mindsets that you are really wanting to change and to bring about change. What are the things that you're doing to refuel for you? Okay. Well, uh, I have a faith life that's very important to me. My family, they are, um, they take a lot of energy, but they also give me a lot of energy. And the, the other thing is, so I love to put my hands in the dirt. So I'm a, I'm a gardener. Nice. <laughs> and my husband and I, we love to do two things together. And that is we love to golf and we like to travel. And so, you know, those are when I'm not working, those are the things that generally um, I'm able to, you know, insert in my life and and actually plan for and make sure that I have time for those things. Um, And I think that that's something that is it's fulfilling, but also it's energizing and it also helps me. I just feel good about myself. Uh, you know, I want to wake up in the morning and I want to feel good about who Ruby Love is every day. And I want that for my friends and acquaintances, you know, everybody that I know. And so I try to encourage people to have that kind of um, self-care. And self-care is what is what makes you feel good. And it's not, you know, and it goes back to what I said about the platinum rule. How does my neighbor, how does my friend want to be treated? Um, and that's a part of me contributing to their self-care. So that's well, I'm, how I take care of myself. And having, you know, having relationships with people like you, Suzanne, I mean, I'll just be candid. I, I really enjoy, you know, working with you. I enjoy socializing with you. And so, you know, being able to express that, don't be afraid to express what makes you joyful and what um, is, in fact, self-care and rewarding for you personally. Well, thank you for that. And I love saying yes to joy and saying yes to self-care, right? And making sure Mm -hmm. that that's table stakes, like you don't, you don't give that up because you got to make sure that that's part of the recipe. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as we're wrapping up, um, I just want to share a few of the key takeaways that I've had from our conversation today. First of all, is stepping out on faith. I love the idea of of really making sure that you're, you know, you have to have that faith to know that what you're going to do is worth the risk. And really, you know, learning to take risks, to say yes, and really owning the platinum rule. What are the things that we can make sure that we're treating other people like we expect to be treated? And the choice of the decisions that we're making every day. We are the ones that have significant impact. So thank you for a great conversation, Ruby. And I don't know if you want to share quickly how it's best for people to reach out to you if they would like to get in touch. I would love to. Um, Thanks for a great conversation, great questions. It was good. Um, If anybody would like to reach out to me, my email is ruby at loveresourcedevelopment.com. And you can also find me on LinkedIn as Ruby Love. And I am one that does connect with people on LinkedIn. I do like for you to tell me how you came to know me. That's very helpful um, because very often I do receive um, calls from uh, colleagues who want to meet you. And I don't introduce people to others that I don't feel like I have a connection or a relationship with. Yeah, love that. Thank you. 
Thank you for your time today. Thanks for the conversation. Um, and we'll make sure that all that information is on the website. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. This is The Courage Effect. We will see you soon. Stay courageous. Thank you.